0: Welcome once again to It Came From the Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me via virtual distancing. We have none other than senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. Hey, fun seekers, how the hell are you? And we also have L-Man, Jenny Feldy.
1: Good evening, good day, wherever you are. I hope you're feeling gay.
0: So on this week's show, we have another Jay Lee segment, and L-Man, Jenny Feldy, interviews comic creator Scott Cranach. Am, am I pronouncing that correctly? Cranach? Yeah, yeah. All right, so but before we do any of that, we have to take it away with the news. It's morphin' time! The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of Sci-Fi.radio. That's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. So, as well a final focus of the Big Apple Connor, which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 27 years of completeness and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next convention is a two day show scheduled for March 25th and 26th, and I believe tickets are on sale right now. I also want to give out shout outs to our patrons, of which there are Danny Guerrero, award winning director Jeff Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday, famous Risen Media, Orange Shadow Rabbit Art, Ray, Rosa, and the You Want to get your own little shout Go to our website, com. A little button on there. It takes you right to our Patreon page. Just for a dollar enough, you can get a shout out on our show. Uh, as always,
1: that. what was that? Holla for a dollar.
0: Yes. Um, as always, we always start off with the sad news. We only have a couple, so I'm going to burn through these as quickly as possible. Um, actor Benjamin Masters died recently from complications of COVID while battling dementia, while appearing in such films slash TV movies as Mandango, All That Jazz, Making Mr. Right, Muggsy, Heartbeat, and The Second Civil War, just to name a few. Benjamin is perhaps best known for his portrayal of Julian Crane in 749 episodes of the daytime series, uh, Soap, uh, Passions, which aired from 1999 to 2008. He was 75. I know you're not a big uh, soap fan there, right, Jen? Uh,
1: I use a lot of soap today, but I, I don't have any more room for any more soap in my life. That's that's really how it goes. There's so much soap that's being used. It's like overloaded with soap, but Yeah. Wow.
0: Uh, Charlie, you're, I think Passions was NBC, right? So that—that's not your, your us?
2: Yeah, no, that wasn't uh, my. Uh, is he one of those? Uh, oh, that guy. Type. Um, uh,
0: well, I mean, he was that guy in that show. I've never seen Passion, so I can't say. Uh um, Yeah, so, no,
2: I'm sorry to say I don't. Uh,
0: right, no worries. Uh, so he was 75. You. So for us, like, and, and last bit him. of a uh, sad news, the final bit of sad news, um, real life daredevil. Robert Edward Knievel, the second better known as Robbie Knievel, also died this week from pancreatic cancer. Um, You remember Evil Knievel? That was his son. Uh, What can be said about it? He he did tons of motorcycle jumps. That was what he was most famous for. I remember seeing a couple of things. And it's weird when you watch a Daredevil because you want to see him because you want to see him crash, but you don't want to see him crash because that's the whole point of seeing a Daredevil's son. right? Am I right, Charlie?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous if you want to see him crash. You want to see him do the stunt instead of wreck it. Uh, but, you know, they just love when they crash because the slow mo goes crazy on that. You can watch him bounce around in slow motion oh if God. that's what you want to do. I remember. Oh, my God. When, People really like that? Uh, I, I don't. I remember when Evil Knievel jumped the fountain at Caesar's Palace and he came down and it was a bad landing. Oh my God, did they go quit? They beat a dead horse with the slow motion to that. And it was mm-hmm. disgusting, actually, to see this poor guy being mangled.
1: Yeah. You know? I imagine. It's like kind of in poor taste, you know? It's like me joking about yeah. people dying on the news every week. It's really important. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's it's something like, you know, people like to watch that.
0: But, Damn, we oh, get Charlie. God.
2: Sorry. Oh, man,
0: you're two.
3: You're two two, two, for, the two year. for
2: two. Two for two. Two for two. Even though we don't see just, each other a lot, Jen. Just, oh, man. Um, it made my what? day. Sorry.
1: Yeah. You know
0: what? He was 81. Uh, uh, Robbie Oh, Knievel. my God. I was a fan of his of his stuff. I used to watch his stuff all the time. Oh, so, my you know, God. Rest yeah. in peace. And I am glad that he didn't die during a stunt. And, you know, it's kind of uh, a bittersweet yeah. that he died uh, through a
2: pancreatic oh, cancer. Do you remember when... Do you yes. remember when evil Knievel jumped the Grand Canyon? Yes, I do. And he was going to make it, but the parachute opened too early.
0: Yes, I do.
2: Oh, my God. And he just missed landing in the water, which would have been certain death for him.
0: Yes, the I Colorado. do.
2: <laughs> Unbelievable. Just a side <laughs> note. My granddaughter, Eva, she likes to jump from the ottoman to the couch to the couch. So my daughter named her Eva Knievel.
1: Ah, that's funny. There you
2: go.
0: So moving on. Go ahead. (laughs) From the It's So Crazy It Must Be True Follow Up Department. Last year. Oh, it's it's true. (laughs) Go ahead. Last year, we had numerous reports on the ongoings of actor Ezra Miller, with most recently a citation to appear in court for felony burglary into an unoccupied dwelling where several bottles of alcohol were taken from in the residence and the homeowners were not present. Turns out Ezra avoided jail by pleading guilty to a single lesser charge of unlawful trespassing. In his plea deal, Ezra has to pay $500 and face one year of probation, which includes no drinking, random drug tests, and a commitment to continue seeking mental health treatment. Lawyer says... <clears throat> Ezra pled guilty this morning to a misdemeanor of unlawful trespassing in Vermont Superior Court and accepted the conditions. Ezra would like to possess would like to thank the court and the community for their trust and patience through this process, and once again would like to acknowledge the love and support they have received from their family friends who continue to be a vital piece in their ongoing mental health. Uh, for those of you not paying any attention, or care for that matter, uh, without, uh, without pleading down the lesser charge, if found guilty Ezra would have been facing more than 20 years in jail
2: yeah that's hearing for the felon so you know uh,
1: wow i mean i just got to i just got to admit something it, yeah. i'm not i'm not trying to be funny it's just i feel like i have to get this off my chest okay pictures of ezra miller and even like the crime listings kind of reminds me of my current boyfriend
0: you've <laughs> mentioned
1: this funny. before <laughs> It just does. Yeah, it just reminds me of it. And, and I got to say also, it's like a uh, side note, and I'm talking about Ezra Miller now, not for that, my boyfriend at this point, but it's like, you know, um, for, for this type of character that just keeps committing crimes and other people too, like, you know, after the third one, don't you just realize this is a lifestyle? This is not a mistake?
0: Well, that's why he's in uh in rehab. Remember, we reported that he was going to rehab, and now he pled he pled down the lesser charge. So he's getting his life back in order. He pays that five hundred hard earned dollars.
1: Boy needs a lobotomy, you
2: know. <laughs> do you, um, Mark? This this story never ceases talking about unlawful entry. Yeah. These this story never ceases to amaze me, and I love it to death. Oh, I um, do. Do you remember when the actor ripped on? who was a heavy drinker. Um, Do you remember when he was alive? He was totally wiped out, smashed, and he couldn't get into his house. He wound up breaking into his house and he didn't know it. He thought it was his house but he was breaking into a bank and they found yes. him sleeping.
0: Oh my sleeping. god, yes. I remember you remember
2: that him oh sleeping on the floor <laughs> in the middle of the bank. I freaking love that story.
1: Wow. Yeah,
2: Talk about your unlawful entry. <sighs>
1: yes. How do you break in though?
2: With great in- difficulty. In- It was like
1: back in the day. Yeah, you
2: know what? You you can easily like break through the door of a bank. It's the safe that's the problem. But I mean, he probably he probably in his drunken rage like broke a window or something like that, and that's when the alarm. (laughs) And he walked in and he just laid down like he thought it was his house. Unreal. Oh, oh so- my god. That was my favorite Torn story. So I wish, <laughs> I
1: wish the bank was my house. That'd be cool.
2: <laughs> you know you know who Riptorn is, right, Jen? She yeah, has I know no.
1: everybody is. She
0: has no idea who I
2: know is. No, is no, no.
1: everybody
2: is. Do you do you um uh, did you see um volleyball? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, no, not volleyball, Dodgeball.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's I, yeah. I saw that many he, times. Yeah, yeah that the, too.
2: He was the guy in the wheelchair. Oh interesting
1: yeah yeah i remember I mean,
0: okay yeah. all right so she actually all right so moving <laughs> on from the that's a lot of nuts department the new avatar sequel has held on to the number one spot in the domestic box office pulling in an additional 32.8 million dollars in ticket sales in its fifth week of release at number one beating out the new horror film megan was pulled in an additional 18 million dollars in its second week of release for those of you keeping track a new Avatar sequel is the highest grossing film of this year so far yeah, whatever. with $170.6 million followed by Megan at $60.2 million. So once again, Avatar is holding on to the number of one spot for five weeks in a row. I think it might hold on for a little bit longer. I think it's quite interesting. And we have
2: none of that money.
0: That's just true. I still have yet to see it. So when I finally get to see it, it will probably be off at number one by the time I get around to seeing it. But I'm curious.
3: Let us know. I want your review. Yeah.
0: So let's see. So moving on. From the, apparently, it didn't make a difference after all department.
1: Apparently, it didn't make a difference after all department. <laughs> once, the, once again,
0: the Golden Globes have come and gone. And according to the numbers of the live telecast, Drew, the second lowest viewership ever in its history with 6.9 million viewers. For those right. of you who haven't been paying attention or care for that matter, This marks the return of the Golden Globes to network TV, as last year's ceremony was press-less and celebrity-free due to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association not being diverse enough and performing questionable voting practices. To put things into perspective, the pre-pandemic 2020 Globe drew an audience of 18.4 million people. Experts were quick to point out, however, the differences between the broadcasts, such as NBC moving the show from a traditional Sunday slot, to tuesday and the awards will also live stream on peacock for the first time a digital viewership has yet to be released now i remember everybody was like the golden globes is over it's done nobody cares about it they return statues and then all of a sudden everybody cares about it again but obviously they really didn't because only 6.9 million viewers launched
1: mm, yeah i agree with you i mean i i don't know anyone who talks to me about watching it um yeah do you know anyone that watches it charlie it was on <laughs> right exactly <laughs> i know
2: i you know when i thought, knew it was on when i started seeing all the youtube things on facebook from it ah but uh, yeah i don't i don't care for award shows anymore actually the golden globe i believe is more prestigious than the academy award in my opinion
0: but, well, um, the Golden Globes is is you know they're not diverse enough. That's, that was the big deal, and and I think oh yeah, and about so this, neither uh, was neither was the Academy Awards. But no one's no one's canceling the Academy Awards. What bothers me is that they they just made this 180 so quickly between two years of how nobody cared about it. It wasn't even on television. There was no press allowed, and now everybody's pretending like it's such a big deal again. Like I don't understand. That's it's it's the what is the the epitome of hypocrisy? Is that is that the right term?
2: Uh, it's money. They wanna make money. They're trying to force it on everybody.
0: I guess, but it's just and, yeah, and no. it just it just bothers me a lot. Really what did, did
2: what did executives say?
0: No, that was it. <laughs> that was that's all we yeah. got.
2: Yeah. It it's like it's ridiculous when they wanna force something on people. They'll just just shove it down your throat.
0: And I, I think I don't know if you were in this uh, in a previous episode. there, senior correspondent Charlie Saladin, but we re- revealed that it was like 96 people that are on the board. So it's right. only the, the opinions of 96 people. So it wasn't even yeah. like a, that big of a deal. It's just 96 people. Right? It's acting like it's you know the entire world loves the Golden Globes now and all these awards matter and we've had a very dubious relationship with award i mean it's really cool you know to was it, it's a honor being nominated that people your peers are are acknowledging you as i find as as you need to get work out of it or get more money out of it like just the award in of itself yeah. i think isn't really a big thing
2: yeah
1: so i don't know. I, I, I think we should do is we should get people on the show who've won these awards and ask them how their lives changed after they won. That's the only way to know. Did, you, right. did Was it like Love Push number nine? Everyone was like, oh, we want to book you, da, 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 or did nothing happen? I think that's what this show should be tasked with. And I think it'll be very interesting because we're other shows doing this. And I want to know personally.
0: Okay. I don't think anybody will go on the record of saying it, but sure, let's try it. I Next think time think we an
1: on an the record and they'd be like, oh, my life changed a little. I think, why not? Why would right. they hide? If, yeah. And the right? only.
2: The only way I would watch an awards show is if Jen was nominated. That's it.
1: Oh, oh well, I would don't, totally dedicate to you just for saying this. So if I ever win anything, guess Aww. what? Guess who's being shouted out? As a thank you, as a thank Well, you
0: did say you didn't want to go to to be the worst uh, bad movie. So you might get a Razzie. One ooh, of these years, lead. you might get a Razzie.
1: Oh, oh, God, that would be the ooh,
2: ooh. Oh, my God. That would be... Yeah. That's when people watch the movie when they get their ass. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's except, what
2: I'm going for. Except with except for skyline of course.
0: <laughs> so, for the last bit of move, for the last bit of move, for the last bit of news, moving on.
2: Uh, rented
0: Lips. <laughs> From the She did the crime, she did the time, now back to work department. She's busy. None other than ex-con Felicity Huffman will return to TV this winter. Playing a guest role in ABC's "The Good Doctor" that is meant to introduce a spin-off The Good Lawyer. For those of you who don't know or care for that matter, Felicity served eleven days at a federal prison for her part in the college admission scandal in which parents high parents had paid bribes to have their children admitted to universities, to top universities to which they were under or unqualified at all to attend. In addition to her prison sentence, Felicity was ordered to pay $30,000 and to compete, complete 250 hours of community service and one year of supervised release. Now, I find and this is very interesting. Now Felicity Huffman had to pay $30,000 and Ezra Miller had to pay $500.
4: Yeah,
2: right. And, and let's look. Bribery, and what did he do?
0: Um, Ezra Miller, he, got, um, he broke into somebody's house And stole um, a whole bunch yeah. of liquor But he pleaded the case down He pled guilty to a lesser charge Felicity yeah. said, yeah, I did it I, uh, I paid people to get my kids into these colleges On my own without my husband involved In any way, shape, or form Because he was untouched Which is so mind-boggling to me Like They were like a power couple right. Felicity Huffman um, and, and um, um, William H. Macy And all of a sudden, he's, yes. just, whew, he's, he's off to the races He's on the sideline
1: Nobody yeah. even
0: questions him It's all Felicity
1: Wow! Yeah. yeah, I wonder why that is. That's interesting.
0: So, what was, what was your point, there, Charlie?
5: What was my not my point was it's ridiculous. Oh, I think we lost Charlie. Did we lose Charlie? I mean, it's yeah. disgusting,
2: and it should it should it should, <laughs> should be. You know, it should be fine and she should serve sometime. But I don't think it's anywhere near breaking and entering.
1: Yeah, of course, exactly. And also, I got to say, side note, you know, universities and the value of a degree, a lot of times it's more, more detrimental than it is beneficial. So, you know, let her pay $30,000 to go waste your time. I mean, for a lot of people, it's uh, a waste of time. And Ezra Miller is not wasting any of the time. He's just being a problem.
2: <laughs> and did the, the university. Get any penalty for taking the bribe?
0: So from what uh. I understand, and this is just me doing my little, uh, my little homework, the university uh, denied everything and only certain educators who were involved were the ones that got fired. But I don't think there was any penalty sure. to the schools themselves based on my limited research.
2: Yeah. These poor guys, they didn't want anymore. They blamed them. And they're sitting home watching TV. All of a sudden, they get a call. You're fired.
0: That reminds me. They made a they made a, a mock, not a mockumentary, like a fake documentary about the whole scandal. And yeah. um, right. I forgot the actor. Um, it was like a, a, an actor I've seen around like a lot. And he played one of the, he played like the main coach that tried to to organize this thing. And I had tweeted him. You know, I sent him a message like, you know, his performance is really good. And I was like, is it weird? because he was reading the lines of recorded phone conversations that was submitted to evidence. So he was actually imitating the real thing. So as opposed to like doing research and trying to, yeah. to emulate the actor, he actually had the lines that he was reading in the dialogue. And he was like, it was really an interesting challenge as an actor to do that role. And I was like, that is true. Like, you know, if you're trying to play, I don't know, like Marion Monroe, you see her movies and that's about it or, or whatever. But if you have, you know, intimate recordings, and the recordings are part of the story of the documentary you have to perform those lines yeah. exactly as they were recorded yeah, so it's, cool. it's, a re- it's yeah i thought it was really cool and he said it was i wish i could remember his name but he did an amazing job and he said it was a great challenge as an actor to do mm. something like that and it was very weird
1: and you don't want to mess it up cuz you know it's real yeah yeah so like so yeah get, the pressure is on yeah if your if your character Natasha and your comic book designated if that was real I'd I'd really be shivering me timbers you know I'd be like <sighs> shaking in my boots you know
0: well she's real to me
1: oh shoot <laughs> so on, man.
0: so so that's it for the news we are, we are done with the news um so senior correspondent Chalidino do you have any final thoughts
2: yes I do just be nice to everybody in this new year and erase the hate.
0: Elman Jenny Danny Fowler, do you have any final thoughts with a minute or less to go? You know,
1: I just found floss on my floor and I, I tend to find floss all over my house, you know, use floss. And uh, I, I would say, you know, I, I, I'm not really keen on training myself to pick it up better because I feel like I'm kind of proud of myself when I find floss around my house. It means that I was taking care of my dental health. So I think, you know, if you have floss all over your house, that is probably a great sign. if you don't it might mean that you're slacking in your dental health because anyone who's really in the dental health or oral health care game uh, has floss all over their house.
0: So That's with true. that, we're going to take our break and we'll be right back. if We came from the radio.
1: See ya. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com.
5: My neural net processor is linked to sci-fi.radio. It's sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn. This is Quentin Flynn, a popular voice actor known for Axel Tamon. Uh, and riding from the Metal Gear series. And you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Stick around.
2: Hello, friends. This is Ranger Rob, and I'd like to talk to you about dog poop. That's right, dog poop. I invented Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, a very large bag with handles. My bags support large and small dogs and smell like lemon. They are strong and affordable. You can find Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags at Amazon. They come in sheets or in rolls and come with a dispenser. Once you try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, you'll never want to go back. So come join us. Go to Amazon and try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags today.
1: Now, back to our show.
4: This is Jay Bird and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. <laughs> Today we're
6: gonna to talk about Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, doo that, That's the Flintstones. No. Scooby-Doo, doo
3: Where dog. are you? We're gonna catch that bur- dog now.
6: Catch the dog now? Is that true? No, you just do-ba- made that up.
4: Do-ba- 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 oh my God.
6: Do-ba-ba- oh
4: my. God. That's what Scooby-Doo was now. Scooby-Doo. Oh, no, that's Guess
3: Who, Scooby-Doo. Do.
6: What do you mean? How many
4: Scooby-Doo's are there? <laughs>
3: There's like five oh, different Scooby-Doo.
6: things. I remember the Scooby-Doo do, 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 do. when I was a kid.
3: Scooby-Doo show?
6: Yeah, the Scooby-Doo yeah, show. Yeah, that
3: was 1976.
6: Wow, you're talking about that with authority. Like, I know, you know he said so
3: he's got his arms crossed on the 1970-6? table, staring straight into my dad's that eyes. That was like 1969 Nope that Nope, no, that was Guess Who, Scooby-Doo. 1969 made, then it changed to 1970.
6: Oh, oh, okay. Look at you. I, I watched all. I watched the early ones and the. I guess all of them for the most part until not
3: Mystery Inc.
6: I did watch Mystery Inc. Yes, it, but
3: that was that was made in two thousand eleven. That was a good one.
6: Yeah, when you guys. I were, love you know, Mystery Inc. Mystery Inc. You guys are Mystery big. Inc. They did they did
3: a good job, Mystery but I think corporate. guess who is pretty darn good too. Okay. Oh, no, well, man. do you
6: know when I was a kid there was a guy Shaggy. Yeah. Okay. His voice. Was a
4: guy Shaggy. Shaggy in the show. <laughs>
6: Was also a guy voiced by a guy named Casey Kasem, mm-hmm.
4: uh-huh. and he
6: did the top top ten Billboard songs, like or top hundred every every uh, every week. So like he would be on the radio and he would say a story about a song, and he'd be like, "This is number eighty this week on Casey Kasem," mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and it would just it would be awesome. And he would be also Shaggy, and he was also a whole bunch of other voices that went on.
3: Scooby Doo actor died.
6: Which one? The know. one
3: from uh, the same one from uh, Guess Who and What okay. Scooby Doo Show. All
6: right. Well, I mean, it was in 1969 or well, 1972, pretty... whatever. So you
4: know. No, not so there the do. movies. Those are weird.
6: Oh yeah, you saw the movies. You guys got hooked on the movies.
4: Those well, there's
3: weird only weird a couple movies. of them were good. The Courage of Scooby Doo was. Really good.
6: Can you say that a little ho- louder? Because I can't even hear you on the radio. I don't even know the thing picked up. Might... It was
3: really bad.
6: Okay. But uh, d-
3: but a lot of movies of them weren't really that great. They messed up a little bit. On the them.
6: live action ones, you didn't like those?
3: Why? Well, like... What, what do you mean?
6: The ones that are real live action... Like not that are people in it. No,
3: there's only, there there was only two Ooh. movies that good. were really good that there were live action. So you Yeah, liked those. you did like them. Those were good. But then there's the other two when there are different people. You know the guy from um Echo? No. Um the guy who was dead and you could contact him online or something. Remember? No. You don't remember? Come on! It, it was like you remember that the show we were watching, and we couldn't watch the next season of it. It was like he this um, upload. Yeah, something like that. Oh, oh. Yeah. So the guy from that is in one of the Scooby Doo movies, and it's so bad. Really? And he made mm. two of them, and they're so bad.
6: All right, how bad
3: are
4: they? Pretty bad.
6: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and they're so bad, and they're, they're so, so bad. bad. How bad are they? Pretty bad. <laughs> okay, all right, so you don't watch them. So what's your favorite Scooby-Doo to
6: watch?
3: Probably Mr. Incorporated. They actually had a lot of details. See,
4: that that was good. That was Mystery good. Mystery Incorporated is good because k- everything k- connects at a point, yeah, but they see, never finished
3: it. Wait, stop, stop. another
4: season.
3: No, he, he, so, Mystery Incorporated <laughs> did something different than Scooby <laughs> than the Scooby-Doo show, and guess who? They don't connect. They just did all these mysteries, and they don't even do anything. They're just regular mysteries. Right. Mystery in- cor- Incorporated, they did all these mysteries, but there was a source that connected them, them all, then they finished it. I don't know what you're saying that they didn't finish it. They did finish it.
4: They finished what the season. What was the end? They,
3: the ending was when they paint the van, because, um, what's it called?
4: No, but you want to see what happens next, because remember the town's topsy-turvy then? Again? You don't
3: have to, don't have to know what happens next, because there's all these other Scooby-Doo the shows.
4: Is that what they yeah, did? Yeah, and I want they I didn't,
3: to not They didn't leave the cliffhanger. Yeah,
4: they did. They Watch left, the last episode. I did. Yeah, so basically, at the end of the episode, they're in a town that seems completely new. Well, yeah, well, yes. it's the sunniest town on earth. Yeah, and they're wondering if there's mystery still. That's a cliffhanger.
3: No, there's no Is look, that, Isn't that yeah, a cliffhanger? No, they, no they, no, they watched the, they watched the video from Mister E, a different and a different Mister E, and he said that there's more mysteries and all that stuff in the video, and then so they're just going to Miskatonic University, driving there, and gonna solve all the mysteries on the way there.
4: Yeah, but alright, the so they is, left cliffhanger for
3: more stuff, though. Like, they, yeah, they like did. There, there,
6: there was, you can watch. You can there was watch potential
3: more. for more. Yes, but there, it, but there is more Scooby Doo show, and guess who? What's new? All right, there's all That's those. That, but they're that not passed.
6: connected to Mystery Inc. and something. So yeah, you know they're not connected. So like M-
4: Mystery Incorporated, that was 2011. There should be another season
6: miss incorporated yeah and there's not but they i guess they figured they wrapped it up and that was it
4: that's pretty much it they I wrapped mean, it I up i think it was like if the, it could have been because there were remember when we were watching that show with benny like my babysitter's a vampire
3: oh yeah and, and there
4: was there was a cliffhanger it was like it was open for more what was the cliffhanger? oh yeah that, yeah it, it, it that was, was open, open for, for more. more that definitely was but it could also more. be a closing so, so like, like keep that's watching? what
6: they did. oh they did all right yeah, are you I gonna keep so. watching this
4: unfortunately. And yes.
6: Are yes. you going to keep watching it? Yes. Over and over again? Yes. All right. I think it's one of your favorite shows.
3: <laughs> well, it's a good show, but it's not my favorite.
6: Well,
4: oh, come it. on. Come on,
6: it's got to be at the it's top It's
4: definitely got to be your favorite.
6: All right, if you like Scooby-Doo, watch Mystery Inc. Incorporated. Incorporated, okay. Yes. And it
3: should be on HBO Max.
4: All right. All right, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected.
1: It's Marissa Jade, your favorite mob wife, and you're listening to It Came From the Radio.
3: Hey guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, K R I S T Y. Text me at
1: 631-606-8166. Now, back to our show. Well, Radioheads, you know this is L-Man. I'm here with author and creator, writer, Scott Kranach, and we're going to talk about his book, Amen. Today. That's what we're gonna focus on today. So hi, welcome to It Came From the Radio.
5: Thank you for having me. It's nice to be here.
1: So well so far. (laughs) So okay. So you said in another podcast that forty-seven, forty-nine percent of people will hate the book. Why? Or they might hate the book. Why might they hate it?
5: That's my that's my uh that's my estimated uh number of people that voted for Trump.
1: Okay, got it, and now we'll go. Do you have any haters, and if so, how do you deal with them?
5: um we got a we got what was a, some people would consider as a negative review. I was just okay. uh, searching the internet and and it was the the person described himself as a conservative Clark Kent and reading some okay. of his other things. He definitely does not share my uh beliefs, and so the negative things he wrote about the book. I found, I was, I was very pleased with
1: can we the majority you? of people,
5: <laughs> the majority of people really like it. it, it it's been well-received. Well,
1: let's hear one positive thing you've heard about your book and then also one negative, because we can learn from the positive and the negative. I like to learn from everybody.
5: Um, The negative one from that one, that one guy was, uh, I was called leftist trash.
1: Oh
5: okay, which made me me smile, and then Mm -hmm. um, just to paraphrase the other, the most of most of the positive reviews, it it was more so good to, you know, in comic form illustrate um, what's going on in our politics and in our country in terms of, Mm -hmm. you know, in in my opinion, how many people are being treated, you know, immigrants gay lesbian people people of color um and you know it's it's some pretty political person i have my beliefs and but the most most of the people that have re- reviewed that book really really like it and glad that we did it and i mean how could you say nice things about people like Joel Osteen and pedophile priests. I mean, how how can you defend people like that? So.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Joel Osteen, just a real quick aside on that. He There was all this money found in a wall or in the bathroom. Did you hear about this? There was a crazy scandal. I think someone working in the bathroom found all this money in a wall. So it was within the air. And uh, I don't know what came to come of it. But, like was maybe he was hiding money in a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Very, yeah, <laughs> Well, back to you. Okay, so many people want to create their own comic book. What told you I can do this? I can do this, and I'm going to go ahead and forge through it and t- make the sacrifices. What gave you the confidence
5: for this one book?
1: Yeah, for this one specifically, sure. Or which um, one? you know what to, to do? Your first one. Let's say to your first comic book.
5: Uh, well, the, the I guess I guess a good answer to to all the books I've done is is luckily I'm from Cleveland, and Cleveland has a great art scene and is mm-hmm. really has, I mean, you could say Superman was born in Cleveland Mm -hmm. because that's what it was invented. And there's a lot of comic history in Cleveland, and I've gotten to know a lot of artists. And um, it's a very supportive community. So uh, just growing up, you know, in Cleveland, taking art classes at the Cleveland Museum of Art, I was kind of surrounded by art at a young age. And I, I don't know. I don't know what initially made me think oh I could do this I guess yeah. it's just say hey just go for it the, the first book I did was with my brother called Animal Crackers and it I'm a park ranger my regular job I'm a park ranger and oh, cool. so I'm also environmentalist and, and Amen touches on environmental issues too but a- Animal Crackers is a children's book for adults and it's animals doing bad things to people what we do to them so for instance manatees are riding on jet skis and they're speeding through the water slicing up humans um bison are in trains and they're shooting settlers on the range uh wolves are in helicopters shooting down so and my brother wrote it it rhymes like a dr seuss book so i guess being mad and upset at certain things in the world And this is my way of, I don't know, protesting, uh, uh, um, Mm -hmm. venting my anger, venting frustration at at things that are going on in the world Mm -hmm. through art, through books. So it's better than, you know, with guns, so...
1: I'm going to come back to this topic. I like, I like to skip around yeah. a little bit. I like to mix it up for the ADD in me. I, I don't even know. I, I wouldn't call no, it ADD. With, I'm, I'm right actually very you. focused, but I like to keep things mixed up because variety is the spice of life. And to have a healthy diet is probably best to mix up your diet. But we won't do diet today. Okay. So yeah. every time I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. Every time we say, yes to any opportunity we're saying no to something else you say yes to one husband wife you're going to say no to someone else so what parts of your life received less attention during the creation process and what sacrifices were made during the creation process Ooh. of amen because you said i think it was a two-year process to do this
5: yeah yeah getting getting a lot of artists together it's it's like herding cats
1: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> They scratch
5: it? <laughs> um, a healthy amount of sleep. Um okay, so less sleep. The back seat. Um, I've gotten into the habit of drinking wine while I work on art, so I've probably drink too much wine. Um and, and to be things on word, that.
1: with writers, yeah. a lot of writers I feel like can be sort of successful drinking. And I'm not really pro drinking, but I feel like it, it can work. Not, but not in the execution, like the interview part. Nah, maybe not. Yeah,
5: I know. Yeah. I know. Bukowski, like a lot of the people that I admire, were heavy drinkers, and
1: mm-hmm.
5: you know, they they kind of led reckless lives. So I'm I'm getting healthier, but um, I can't well, do hangovers. For work in the morning in the morning anymore
1: oh no hang on. no but I guess um I'll have this most when I think about doing a task sometimes almost like my tongue will get numb and I get what's called anticipation uh anxiety mm-hmm. before writing before even you know getting this together once I get in the flow so I think alcohol the few times I've drank while writing my health guidebook it was like it helped get past that anxiety writer's block that perfectionism and then you can right. go into the flow that's one positive thing of drinking while writing
5: well, you're into so many things. I I mean I and that's another thing. The busier I get, the more uh projects I have. I'm working on three books now. Mm-hmm. Um and a and a full time job and, and um relationships. Uh you just you, it, it gets so busy the alcohol doesn't help. And in the past yeah. to answer your question, probably I probably what took a back seat was also relationships. I mean, I, I've probably put art ahead of girlfriends in the past you know uh Mm -hmm. and and wasn't wasn't the right thing to do I could have I could have um managed my time better you know I try to do better now I think I
1: do here's an idea I've thought of and kind of done with uh my significant or insignificant others no the last few years they've been significant but uh, (laughs) it's like I have this nice ambiance here and sometimes I have to write or Meal prep. I do meal prep. Like I'm cooking for some yeah. type of god or royalty. If it's really just me or the significant yeah. out there. Um. So here's an idea. Invite whoever you're seeing to do their work when you're doing their work, and you can like take breaks every hour or so together. And at least you have company. Like I have my dog here yeah. right now.
5: We do. So that's an idea. I'm, I'm at my girlfriend's house right now. And she's not oh home. perfect. And so we do that. We you're you're right. exactly right. We she's a teacher, and so she works on her stuff, and I'll work on books and. Yeah, it's it's works out well.
1: So now switching to the next gear, a lot, a lot yeah. of gears here. I didn't know that videos had gear. Right. just bikes and stuff. So what's your biggest mistake? Clearly, I like to learn from mistakes. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't consider oh. myself super negative, but well, while you're either writing or editing or casting, what are some mistakes? You're like, oh, I shouldn't have gotten this person involved, or I shouldn't have done this thing, and what? Maybe it's something that someone can learn from.
5: Boy, that's a good question. Um,
1: well, you know. <laughs>
5: hmm. Biggest mistake.
1: Or one of the biggest. It's hard to, you know, make a hierarchy on our work.
5: Um, the one thing that sticks out right now, and it's, I guess it's not that big of a mistake, but... um. For back to Animal Crackers. Back to the first mm. book. Me and my brother used a term that I wish we didn't use in the book. Well, uh, the, I don't want to say it. Okay. The, uh, the R word describing a disabled person.
1: Oh, okay, okay. And okay. so
5: I look back and I, that's a that's an ignorant thing to say. And the book, though it has swear words in it, I almost swore by the way. I almost just swore, but my filter is working. <laughs> um, the, the the word there's swear words in it because it's a children's book for adults but right the images have been used in classes like the images like there's bluefin tuna pulling up a net with humans and bluefin ah, tuna cool. eating human sushi because bluefin tuna I I love sushi but bluefin tuna should not be eaten they're so uh, endangered they're, yeah they're, right i've heard of this um but classes have used it and teachers have read the book and actually there's When I worked at the Grand Canyon, I did a lot of art in Vegas, and a class that got the book, that I gave the book to, the kids created their own environmental book inspired by Animal Crackers, which is maybe the coolest thing to happen, but I know they read that word, and and I just wish they could use it, you know?
1: Well, you know what? I mean, to make you feel better, uh, you know, at certain times, a place like, my dad's my my dad's dad, my grandpa's brother was they used to I'll use I don't know, I'll use the word retarded, okay? A version yeah. of it. And that was the word that you used back then. And it didn't right. have I mean I guess it had stigma, but it wasn't what it is now. So words evolve and yeah. You know, maybe you could just say, you know, they weren't around when uh other people were around at a time, it was okay. So I think it's the worst
5: personally. <laughs> It wasn't it wasn't okay at that time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it wasn't as bad as it was now. And it was normal. Okay. It was normal. Okay. We'll, we'll say that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, moving on to things that can trigger people. Um. So, um. you know, uh, Trump being the Trump administration was part of the motivation to write Amen, right?
5: Mm hmm. Okay. So, and environmental things, social issues, but social okay. issues. The forefront, so yeah.
1: He, he announced that he's running again. I, I believe he's been active and I actually haven't really paid attention, but I heard from a, a well-known Trump impersonator that he is running and a lot of people think he's going to be president in 2024. So uh, would that trigger you to create a follow-up to even?
5: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not just, it's not just him. It's just, not, not just Trump. I mean, there's bad, horrible stuff in these, I mean, it, it, it it goes to evangelical Christians. It goes mm-hmm. uh, uh, of the power that organized religion has. Um, Neo-Nazis. Um, Wall Street. I mean, right. all this bad stuff is not going to go away whether Trump is president or not. It's, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's, and so you don't need just one piece of crap. To do a follow up, and we probably will. I need to contact uh, the artist, but there's de- mm-hmm. there's definitely there's definitely plans to do further issues. It's not just going to be a one off. We want to do more
1: audio book,
5: maybe. Pardon me.
1: I I would love to listen to it as an audiobook. I think that would be so fun, or as like a narration. That could yeah. be really cool. A radio play, whatever you want to call it. But I would love to just put that on, do my chores and listen to this in the background. <laughs> We're gonna do that for Mark Torres's book. I suggested that and he's running oh, with cool. it. He's gonna turn his comic into something you can listen to and watch. But and bring it, it to life.
5: Wouldn't it take away some not being able well, to see the art?
1: Of course, you know. Um but yeah. you also the the art, the comic book does, lacks the voice. So every everything, right. every medium I guess is lacking in some way. But I want to hear a voice. And then, okay, you, yeah, yeah. um, uh, okay, so let's but definitely, let's the I think, one. so, so you have a character here, I thought this was really interesting. I was just telling my dad about the cardinal cardinal. Can you just explain you will do a better job than me what what is this cardinal cardinal? And well, that was like about? the
5: one that was like the one character that you know, kind of had some good in it. Like I'm not a religious person. I do not like very much at all organized religion, but I'm not a hundred percent like a hundred percent against it. Cause I know there's some people that go to church and they mm-hmm. truly live the life. Like they truly mm-hmm. live what Jesus taught. Like they're good people right so yeah, if you of need benefits. yeah like, you kind need of <laughs> so that's that's kind of cardinal cardinals you know in the comic he's a good person he has a pet cardinal he's a kind of a tree hugger um so i guess that was just like some sliver of hope in humanity that character because the rest are just horrible <laughs> they just horrible characters so that was maybe one like like an example of the good still out mm-hmm. there because there is a mm-hmm. lot of good out there it's just
1: mm-hmm.
5: maybe I tend to focus on the negative sometimes too much I don't know
1: well when it comes to organized religion I definitely will focus on the negative but my eyes have been opened. I guess in the last few years my, my mom is she's Jewish I don't I don't am health is my religion, simply put. Respect. Mm, I would say like nice, far nice. respect is my religion. Right, right. right, Um, but you know, she I think it really benefits her because it gives her a friend group or a place of mm-hmm. belonging and not me, uh, right now, but you know, some people need somewhere to go or else they're gonna be like lost in the ether or lonely. So it's like, you know, if that's if you right. guys have to build hoppas or I don't know, whatever taco stuff they're doing, uh, then <laughs> enjoy, you know. It's not a first yeah. word, Mark Torres, cockamamie okay. Um <laughs> Okay, so we have a couple of minutes left. Anything that you just that's on your mind you'd like to share with society? Any thoughts?
5: Any or thoughts? Oh my gosh. Yeah,
1: just a free for all. I'll let um, you be the host for once.
5: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. As as the host of this as as, yeah. as the host of it came from the radio. What are some future projects that you're working on right now? What are okay, what's future projects are you working on that you're excited about?
1: Well, I'm always adding to my health guidebook. That's a work for life. Uh, I started writing this in 2010 for health counseling clients, and I keep adding recipes. So I have a list of like these healthy cakes, and I was like, wait a second, why don't I make a uh, just a one blender recipe, like a one pot soup, a one blender cake recipe. So that's something I have for, for a client of mine so she can eat these cakes and feel great. And a uh, music video I was in is dropping tonight at midnight, shot in October. Oh. And I got to say, it's really cool. And I got like maybe 10 very little outlines for satire parody songs. So getting into parody music is something I have to do before I die <laughs> and crazy music videos with, um, some things, you know, with messages like, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. well, some would be nonsense. You know, I'll, I'll sing you what I came up with last night. That's very low. This one's very low on the list. So you no one's going to hear this one for a while. All right. It's, uh, it's about Margaritaville because I think Jimmy Buff is very, uh, kind yeah. funny yeah. and Margaritaville is very funny. So like, <laughs> like, okay, wait, what's the deep? I left my wife, okay. <laughs> I left my Jesus, why am I doing this? <laughs> I left my wife Margaritaville. I told her, you, you be still. And I married on my way. I left my wife in Margaritaville. I told her, you, you be still. <laughs> okay. And then another nice. one is I sang to my boyfriend because he's like, You know, anything I say right now, it's off the record. It doesn't count. We'll go back to you in a second. <laughs> and that, that doesn't count and he's like yeah, I'm off the record I said okay sure you know you're you're not liable for anything just don't break anything especially don't break my heart do, 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 do. don't break my heart don't break my heart don't break my heart that might be a song I'm working on so I'm over the place with the creativity but yeah back to you um what do you say are some top three focuses for your year now that you've had a respite you know this is out and like what's next <sighs>
5: So, yeah, what I was going to say is um, I'm going to be back at New York Comic-Con this year, so I will be back in your wonderful city. Uh, One book I'm working on is this crazy fictional history of women's bowling, where Mm -hmm. it's going to go from prehistoric times to modern day and talk about, it's going to be a combination of comics, erotic photography, essays, all kinds of illustrations and paintings about how... Women's bowling was such an influence in pop culture, and the yeah. civil rights movement, and the LGBTQ movement. It's it's going to be wow. crazy. Obviously, it's not. That's not true. But growing up as a bowler, that's how. Cool oh, it's I not. It had
1: nothing to do with the women. No, marriage.
5: it has absolutely. I, I nothing. I don't know.
1: You know, I don't know oh. everything history. Right? Because I have a friend who's a big bowler, and she's very artsy. One, I did my one of my best friends, and uh, you know, back to erotic with it. Um, would that be like erotic bowling? Would that be like a really big yoni egg? You know, the yoni eggs that women put inside <laughs> themselves. Could the be. Bowls on I've already done yoni some egg. shots
5: with some with some models at a bowling alley, and I'm putting them yeah. with vintage ads. It, it's just it's just going to be out there, and um, I'm doing a second Cleveland, heart of Cleveland book, which is a celebration of all the art and artists from and inspired by Cleveland, and so that's going to be, that's a big one, that's going to be a big project, um,
1: And so those I guess are I'll make, two big
5: ones.
1: I guess I'll make this my last question, And uh, any plans to turn this into, maybe you've done it already, I missed it, uh, animation, I mean this one, the A-Man, A-Man animated, Mark Mark was like, ah, oh, this reminds me of you, I got to pick this up for you, so that's why I have a copy of this, because yeah. you know, Mark, Mark kind of knows me well. Um, I think yeah, Mark loved it. That was the yeah. first
5: thing he said. He said, you would love it. Yeah. I think it'd be sweet. I have no idea mm-hmm. how to go about that. I, I have no idea how to, to
1: find an animator
5: Start that. but I would love
1: Yeah.
5: If anybody's listening. I would love to work with them because it would be like, it'd be totally like a family guy, Rick and Morty type thing. I mean, it's yeah. so inappropriate and mm-hmm. they could go on so many, inappropriate missions and stuff. Oh, my gosh. I think people at New York Comic Con last year suggested it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know how that – I barely could keep my project straight, you know? But, yeah, that would be sweet
1: here's an unsolicited idea, not a suggestion. Um, okay. So the animation, that could be expensive and it could be really tedious. And I have a friend who animates a cartoon, There Goes the Neighborhood, it's hilarious. And it's very tedious and talk about sacrifice. But the idea I gave Mark, which I'm sharing now, and this is what I would do if I had any type of book, I would have different voice actors, you know, some voice actors can play two characters. And just on Zoom, everyone comes in and just reads reads the book out loud so it puts a audio to it so it becomes like something you can listen to and then it brings it to life and then obviously the next step would have the animations but um yeah I I don't have a I don't have a solution for the visuals but that just having actors or friends who read well (laughs) on a zoom call and record it can bring your book to life and uh, yeah, I'm just pushing you to do it because I want to listen to it. I want to listen okay. to this book on tape. So you know,
5: okay, well, suggesting I hope that st- until it's done. Okay, keep keep on me, <laughs> keep on me about that. And I hope we I hope we stay in touch. And maybe if we do this again, I'll have some uh, some uh, progress to report on that.
1: Yeah, you could even. I mean, if, let's say you wanted to do it tomorrow. Let's just say you're like, I want to try it. You just get like your three friends and everyone knows different voices and it could be absolutely yeah. bizarre, but you'll have at least something where you can listen to. And then it makes you feel like this is what we did before shooting the movie Renters. We do this for a few films, but we did two zoom table reads. All the actors read the entire film. And then we went to New Jersey and actually shot the movie. And it's like, we, I already had a feel and I listened to the whole movie a few times before going down there. I'm like, Oh, this is what it's going to sound like. And I get into the vibe and the character helped me memorize it. So it's pretty cool. It's a cool tip, too, if you want to see if something is viable, something written is viable for a movie, listening to it. Yeah. Hmm.
5: I like that idea. I like it a lot.
1: So 6.55, social media time. Where can we find you?
5: Uh, Instagram and Facebook.
1: And it would be the the names are?
5: Mm, Just Scott Cranack for Facebook, and I think it's reversed for Instagram, Cranack Scott.
1: Cranach Scott. All right. Yeah. Perfect. And a lot of Their my website? work's on
5: there. Oh, that's a long one. Um, clevelandranger.wixsite.com backslash my site.
1: All right. And on a final note, a I business. thought of uh, my, I thought of becoming a park ranger. And uh, yeah. I don't know if it'll happen. But yeah, I heard it's a really great, enjoyable job. And you get benefits and you're outside. So um, yeah, I gave it some thought.
5: It's cool. Now you get, uh, I was seasonal for like 10 years, moving around every six months. Now I get benefits cause I'm a permanent employee, but yeah, it's great. I, I can't, uh, I I'm really lucky. I fell into that career. So.
1: That cool. Yeah. I just wanted their thoughts on that. Cause I don't know too many park rangers. I don't think I know any. So on that note, we'll wrap up the interview. And now, back to more, it came from the radio.
6: Ever wanted to enter the world of comics but didn't know where to start? Worry not true, believers. We at the comic book school may just have the answer to your questions. Created by comics veteran Buddy Scalera, Comic Book School is a free online educational resource that helps rising creators learn the craft and business of making comics through resources like forums, interviews, publication opportunities, publisher guidelines, and step-by-step blog posts. For more info, please visit our site at www.comicbookschool.com. Be sure to join our forums and follow us on social media while you're there. We'll see you on the message boards.
0: This is Gray Griffin, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio.
2: If you had any honor, you would listen to
3: Sci-Fi.Radio. The sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Kapla!
1: Now, back to our show.
0: So that about does it for this week on The Came From the Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of this show tough go to our newly revised website www.itcamefromradio.com the archives will be up in a week or so check us out on such places as btd.radio sci-fi.radio indievolt.com central check us out on our places such as facebook instagram
5: youtube page twitter
1: and always follow the cost benefit ratio if the benefits outweigh the costs do it if the costs outweigh the benefits don't do it or
5: just google it came from the radio